The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Morning. Um, we'll continue with the practice of metta as it's commonly taught in the West. And the invitation this evening will be to send wishes of goodwill, metta, to someone who is somewhat difficult for you. Um, this is a very important piece of cultivating our own hearts and minds towards freedom. It helps us see that what makes anyone difficult for us is actually not really about them. Even if they're cruel, harsh, dishonest, argumentative, you name the characteristic that you find tough to be around, that most people might find tough to be around. It's no question at all that, you know, some of these things are very difficult or challenging to be around and and uh, how these behaviors disrupt things. But this is what's so important about our practice. What causes our suffering is what goes on in our minds when we encounter the behavior. There might be an understandable range of reactions to the person's behavior, but even no matter how difficult we might find them, they might have people who believe, friends who believe in the way they behave, um, others in their lives or your lives that are untroubled by the things that this person does. So, and there might be others who find the way that these, this person moves about the world perfectly fine. So, um, who knows? There are a lot of motivations or um, hindrances that could be behind uh, what we might find very difficult behavior. Um, and then what happens in us is that it can arouse a certain amount of resistance, anger, opposition, aversion of all kinds. Um, and sometimes there are people whose minds are caught in delusion. They might not even see the harm or the difficulty they cause, but you know maybe we can spot that. And resistance comes up in us, difficulty comes up. So if our minds were totally free from suffering with respect to difficult people, we might see clearly what they're doing how they're behaving, and then make choices about our own responses and behaviors without being rattled. We'd have some equanimity about it. So as we meditate sending uh, wishes of goodwill to the person whom we find to be difficult, we're inviting our own minds to show us where our own greed, our own aversion, or our own delusion is present so that we can begin to recognize those states of mind in ourselves, see the ways that they're toxic to us, and sometimes they're toxic to us in response to someone else who we have a tough time with. So we get to see what happens in our our thoughts, our speech, and our behavior that has us stressed. Um, alternatively, we can see if there are parts of ourselves that can witness this difficult person's speech and actions with some balance, with some sense of equanimity, and see it without getting caught up in it or any any number of reactions we might have. 
you might wonder why why do we want to do something that's unpleasant? You know, why spend our evening doing this? It actually strengthens our ability to move towards happiness because we know that in life we're going to encounter people with whom it's not so easy to interact. Um, and if we keep working with our hearts and minds in this way, we may be able to meet those people and deal with those people without being totally caught up in it and upset, upset by it. Um, if you are relatively new to this practice of sending metta, or for any reason you're feeling fragile or vulnerable with respect to difficult people, please pick someone with whom you only have mild difficulty. So if we had a scale of 10, where 10 is the most difficult ever, you'd only pick a one or a two. So just something a little irritating. If you've been at this practice for a while and you feel like your metta is fairly well established, you could try uh, working with someone in your life with whom you have more difficulty. It doesn't have to be the worst difficulty you've ever had with someone for this practice, because we're trying to cultivate towards the qualities of heart we want to develop, not just get uh, frozen or upset in thinking about it. So as we approach this practice, maybe pause right now and notice how this prospect of sending goodwill towards a particular difficult person lands with you. Just notice, notice it in the body, any feelings that are there. Notice any thoughts that are arising in you, um, words or images that are coming into your mind. Just noticing what states might automatically be evoked um, and maybe see if you can spot any aversion or greed for yourself or any, anything like that that's present. Just notice it. Um, but notice anything you can about your uh, what what comes up as we think about this difficult person. And noticing it is different than being caught in it. So you're already one step closer to freedom from suffering when you're not just dragged off and reactive about it. So with that, uh, we'll start with a little bit of guided meditation. And, you know, starting with recognizing any reaction or any challenge that's available or, or um, presenting itself to your awareness in the body right now, meeting that, meeting any difficult thoughts that are arising or feelings that are coming up that our reactions to this whole topic of difficult people or a difficult person that you have on your mind. You know, breathe into the areas of tightness. Perhaps releasing a little bit of the tension as you breathe out, if there's tension. Taking your time to bring whatever ease is possible 
to the body, to the mind. Allowing yourself time to find any areas of tightness or tension. Breathing into them and breathing a release from them. Cultivating ease. Perhaps along the way, noticing any areas of your mind and body that feel good, that might feel relaxed or ready or have already have some ease. Don't neglect those areas. Enjoying that, enjoying those feelings. Calm, any equanimity that's present. And first bringing to mind how it is for you to be around one person whom you find difficult. Feeling what happens in your mind, noticing, maybe remembering what happens to you emotionally, remembering what happens in your body if you have a sense of that. And as you feel those things, sending yourself some wishes of goodwill. May I be well. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I live with ease. Being with the mind and heart and body in relationship to the difficult person. May I stay in touch with well-being even when dealing with somebody I find difficult. May I be free of inner and outer harm around this challenge. May I be content and happy in ways that are not shaken by challenging personalities. May I live with ease. 
you can stay with these practices to to support yourself as long as you wish this evening. And even after we get into the meditation for the difficult person, if you're finding yourself slipping into states of emotion, body and mind that are not helpful for you, that are not the metta or goodwill that you're wanting to send, please return to wishing yourself these wishes for well-being, safety, happiness, and ease. Building that capacity about being around the difficult person as well. And when you feel ready, you can bring to mind a person with whom you have some difficulty, not the worst in the world, but some challenge. And seeing any good traits that you notice in them. Perhaps imagining that this person, like all human beings, are trying to be happy in the way that they have learned. Might be very different from yours. As you notice any tension or difficulty that arises in your own body, deliberately bringing some relaxation or releasing some of that tension as much as possible. And from a place of a little more ease or a lot more ease, sending these wishes May you be well. Seeing that person and imagining what it would be like to fully wish them, may you be well. Not as a demand, but as an equanimity of your own heart. May you be safe free from inner and outer harm. May you be happy. May you live with ease. Offering these not as demands or agendas for the other person, but really out of a heart that sees how people sometimes become difficult because of the challenges in their own life that they have trouble handling, and sincerely wishing them well-being. 
continuing with these phrases in silence and returning as is supportive to you to the practice for yourself as well.
<clears throat> excuse me, we now have time for sharing with one another. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. So we now have about 10 minutes uh, for sharing anything that you'd like to share that you learned or were inspired by or anything at all. And please raise your Zoom hand. Claire, please. You can unmute yourself now. Thanks. I don't know if this is appropriate to share or not, but I I have sort of feel I have to. What you talked about tonight refers me back to a therapist I went to many years ago, and you may already know this, who founded a school of the school of cognitive therapy. He was the founder of it, and I was taught to change. He taught me to change my thinking, to change my feelings. I don't know if he, I never asked him if he practiced Buddhism. I know he didn't believe in God. Um, He was an amazingly wonderful human being, Uh, just a lovely, lovely person. Uh, And it was extremely helpful to me. So when you brought this up, I thought, oh, that's how it's brought, because I haven't been practicing as regularly as I need to, really. So I, I really appreciate your doing it. And hopefully it will also help others as much as it's helped me over the years. So, thank you. So, there's a question in the uh, chat, Aaron Beck, but it wasn't Aaron Beck. It was, and I can't, the name. His name is Albert Ellis. Albert Ellis, thank you. The ABCs. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much. Um, And uh, by the way, if anybody wants to type their question in the chat, you're also welcome to do that. And Neil, please. Yeah, I I don't have a question. I just want to say. You know, it occurred to me at some point in time that there were 30-something people in this Zoom room all doing their best to feel kind as best as they possibly could to Yay. the person who was difficult to, with them. But that, that, that awesome. is really quite a, I don't know, uh, it's quite a thing. Yeah, it really is amazing. The intention, the good intention of uh, folks that participate in this group. Um, I think that's something that we can take a lot of joy in, actually, that we get the support of doing that together. Uh, Okay, thank you. And um, Serena, thank you for your question. Um, Can I explain a little bit more about changing your thoughts to change your feelings? So here's an example. If someone uh, does something that I find uh, annoying, (laughs) I'll I'll share a ridiculous one. When I was a kid, my sister and I used to get so annoyed at each other for chewing potato chips or anything crunchy loudly. And we would be, you know, just so irritated with it. Would you stop that? And, you know, if I changed my thought to, wow, you know, my my sister loves potato chips and I don't have to get all bent out of shape about it. That's an example of changing my thought to change my feeling. So we, we constantly talk ourselves into, in some ways, how we feel. Um, if I uh, became um, uh, confused about something and I reinforce that by saying, oh, you know, what? I've done this before too. 
where on earth is my phone? I can't find my phone. Where's my phone? I did that the other day with keys and just, you know, agitated myself with the way I'm talking to myself. That's an example of how our thoughts influence our feelings. So those are a couple of examples. And Amy, please. Thank you. So I've had a fly teacher with me this whole, uh, this whole sit. So um, I did write down some of the people that I want to kind of do this meditation for in general, but the fly decided that it needed to be my focus. And no matter what I did, I kept react, like trying to spray myself with essential oils or do this or do that. And then I was like, okay, this is, I, this is my teacher. I'm going to just like allow for these flies to land on me. And notice my thoughts, like, you know, catastrophizing, where have they been? Maybe they're like creating some sort of, you know, all the stories, uh, the body tension, they're not stopping, they're not stopping. And then they're like, oh, this is related to like my, the patients I need with my mom's dementia or my family that's like has challenges. Uh, it, will we have challenges? And so, um, and it was like, yeah, okay, here I am with these flies with them and and I could send them a little meta here and there and sometimes it's just body tension and uh it's okay it's okay to watch them and trust that that'll unfold and then notice the stories so yeah fantastic insight uh Amy and I love how you connected it to how we react to others, react to difficult people, how we react to difficult flies. There really are some of the same processes at work in the heart and mind. The very first retreat I did at Spirit Rock was a Labor Day weekend with Pema Chodron, and we were all crowded practically shoulder to shoulder under a tent in a really hot weekend, and the flies just kept landing and landing. And we were, our practice was, Pleasant, unpleasant, or neither pleasant nor unpleasant. That's what we were to do all weekend. <laughs> you can guess where my mind went for a while. <laughs> Thank you. Amy. Thank you. And Anne, please. Thank you. Um, I um, was switching between uh, an ex of mine and uh and how you mentioned uh, with the phone, get uh, how I can get annoyed at myself, um, and uh, some correlations I've felt between those two. Um, my uh, my ex, he really loves sailing, and uh, some of his friends can be a little stiff with, uh, or I guess I should know. Um, like he can be really wild and, and goofy and sometimes they put him down for that. So he becomes more stoic around certain groups of people. And I think he'd feel more peaceful if he had outlets for that creativity. Um, and the part of myself that gets, uh, uh, some, some flack for my other self also wants to be very creative and the other part is wanting to be more clean cut and organized. Um, and uh, I'm hoping to explore um, when, uh, when I am having moments where I'm in 
total creative flow to be like you're getting your time right now like like enjoy it like you are you're not like you're not uh uh not getting any airtime uh uh so it'll it'll be more fair uh, i think sometimes i forget all the things i do that are very creative Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you bringing into this discussion the fact that we sometimes have two competing parts of ourselves that are, uh, you know, telling us one thing or another thing, and, and it totally changes how we feel, which way we think about it. So when we can see that choice sometimes and we can bring this practice into it, we can remind ourselves, okay, I'm going to go with the voice that's telling me to be happy when I have a burst of creativity instead of the voice that's telling me to be, for example, self-critical. You didn't say that, but, you know, that could be one. So thank you very much, Anne. And thank you all for this evening together. I really appreciate your practice and how you support one another and yourselves in this. Uh, Wishing everybody uh, relief from the suffering of feeling the you know difficulty arise in yourself when you're presented with challenging people or situations may we all be free may we all grow hearts that can send goodwill towards the struggles that we and other human beings have together may all beings be free if you'd like to unmute and say good night to one another please do Thank you, Liz. Thank you. 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 Thank